Hello, this is The Greatest Story Ever Played. I'm Dan, and today I'm going to be talking about Yes, Your Grace. A description of this game is, These are troubling times, Your Grace. The petitioner's uh, petty matters exceed our limited resources. To say nothing of the war, a careful balance must be struck. Your throne awaits. And this is developed by Brave at Night. Uh, they have another game called Mind Scanners which I think is newer than Yes, Your Grace. That's a little background on the game itself. Uh, before we go into kind of our standard recap and all that, a couple non-spoiler thoughts. One thing that is, I think, pretty fun about this game that I enjoyed is you get sort of that political feel that Game of Thrones brought. When you watch that show, you know, like the different alliances being forged and people like planning to do things and all of that. This game brings some of that. Um, there's a point where you have different allies, um, different lords who you can like seek as allies, and sometimes they want differing things. It's like, this lord will support you if you do this other thing that is negative against another lord or something like that. And so you're like, okay, well, who do I want to ally with? What will I get by having them as an alliance? You know, all of that stuff. So they give you some options that are cool here, I would say for sure. And I thought that was something I really liked about this game that that sort of feel for sure and then also the game is i would say largely a mix of like resource management and then in the moment choices so you have uh, the two main resources in the game are gold and food uh wheat and you use those for different things you also have certain people so you have like a general uh, you have an army that you're trying to raise, things like that. And then people will come and ask you to do things like, hey, my son's lost in the woods. And you can say, like, here's, you know, seven gold to go find your son. Or I'll send my general with you for two weeks. Or sorry, I can't help you. And, you know, each each cause, each choice causes effects on what happens. Because, uh, for instance, if you send your general, maybe there's something you would have wanted your general around for. Or if you spend the gold, maybe someone else will come back uh, and say, hey, if you invest in my farm uh, for seven gold, then I will give you two gold every week. Um, but, you know, as, you know, you getting me on my feet kind of thing. Something like that. And so, like, if you just say yes to everything, there's going to be things you can't do that you might want to. But if you say no to everything, uh, your people might get mad at you and revolt or whatever. So you're kind of managing all of that. That That's sort of what the feel of this game is. Uh, this is something that sounds like something you'd like. I would say check it out. It's on uh, Game Pass right now if you're an Xbox person. Uh, I got it on Switch when it was on sale. And it was less than 10 bucks when I got it. I don't know. It might have been 5 or 8 or something. But... Uh, yeah, if this sounds like something you'd like, I would say grab it. Also, it's, yeah, like super low key. Um, I played some of it on an airplane and it was like totally fine to be playing there without sound and stuff. I played with sound later on, but when I was on the plane, I didn't. So I don't know. Yeah, that's, I guess, a uh, little general stuff about the game before we dive into spoilers. So spoilers ahead now. Your characters that you get that are relevant are, so you play as King Eric of Davrin, um, and then your wife is Queen Ariella, and then you've got three daughters. You've got uh, Lorcelia, 
Um, she's your oldest daughter, and she's of age to be married, so maybe in like high school or ish age, something like that. Then uh, Aslia, she's your middle daughter, and I would say she's more of a tomboy. She doesn't like doing like princess stuff. Instead, she wants to you know like fight with swords. And then um, you've got your youngest daughter, uh, Sedani, and she's like really silly. And most of the game is like acquiring different pets. Um, <laughs> that is pretty funny. Um, so that's your family. That's kind of your your main people. There are other lords and all that stuff, but really, I'd say the family is the most important since you're a king and like the royal family kind of thing. So uh, the game begins with the castle surrounded and a siege is happening and even the vibe you get is that you're probably going to lose um like you have an option to surrender you uh are like uh all right one of your dialogue options is like oh uh we can do it boys um or you can do like you know for davran we're we're fighting to the last man kind of thing that's your that's sort of your vibe so i i went with the like heroic i was like whatever blaze of glory if we've got to go out sure then it flashes to one year earlier, and this begins your routine of each week you get visitors who come with requests. And like I mentioned in the beginning, they can really range on what's what it is. Sometimes people who are like, I need help with my business, and I will be sure to, you know, give you money back from this loan kind of thing. So like, I have a bar or an inn or my farm has problems and you can give them money to get on their feet and then they might give you money back. Um, there are other people that are like, my village got attacked by bandits. Come help my village. Uh, sometimes there's things that are silly. Your own family will show up along the way. One theme that came up quite a lot was Sadani, um, your youngest daughter, comes with different pets and being like, I have a new pet, can I have them? And then you usually reluctantly being like, all right, fine, you can have it. And the, <laughs> the pets she has over time are pretty funny. It's like she has a, a snail that she calls Smudge. Um, I think she has a porcupine she calls Stabber. Um, at one point she tries to take a bear, and you're like, no, you can't have a bear. Um, <laughs> it's ridiculous. She's really funny. She was probably my favorite character in this because she's just so outrageous. With she, like her dialogue was always yelling, uh, like no stab her or you know things like that. Uh, so she was funny. I liked her a lot. Um, also, the dialogue in this is uh, it's not Animal Crossing talk, but it is gibberish. So like you don't you see the words and you, you like read them, but you don't you don't hear them um yeah they're not like traditional voice acted or whatever so um as i mentioned earlier i did play the first half of the game without a sound on because i was playing on a plane and then the rest of the time i played with sound on um i ended up we'll get there but i ended up doing two playthroughs so the first playthrough i did no sound the second one i did with sound so um yeah weekly visitors one thing uh, you find out early on in the game is the Rodovians are coming. And a long time ago, King Eric and Ariella made a promise um, to give their one of their daughters to a bandit who they'd met um, along the way. And I think he like saved them from a curse. Um, and so they were like, well, you know, someday we'll, mar we'll marry one of our daughters to a son of yours, you know, to kind of bring you into the royal fold kind of thing but they don't actually want to do that 
um because you know it doesn't help their alliances their daughter being married to a bandit doesn't help them but if they could marry him to other royalty then you know their house will go up you know and so they're like okay well if the Rodovians are coming this guy was a part of that if he's there well if our daughter's already married to someone else that's not really our fault we didn't know he was coming back that's that's sort of the idea they roll with so Early on, uh, Eric gets in contact with King Tollis, um, who agrees to have his son Ivo marry uh, Lorsula, the oldest daughter. And so with this pact, too, uh, King Tollis says, all right, well, I will use my army to support you. We'll just all destroy the Rodovians together uh, happily ever after we got this. Um, and I'll come back in a few weeks for the wedding. And so, also, the way the game works, too, is you've got this weekly timer. Um, people come and see you. You talk to them. You can go around the castle. Occasionally, there's people or to talk to or things to do. Then, uh, the week ends. You have your budget. You can choose how to prioritize your budget. So, here, some new budget items are things for the wedding. So, it's like, oh, getting flowers or getting this or that. And you can spend your money on those things, and they have certain effects. Like, this thing will make the town happy or, you know that sort of stuff. Um, so at the wedding, though, King Talis uh, ends up getting poisoned. Uh, he drinks something, and he drinks, um, and he's poisoned. Ivo uh, blames you as the host and says, you know, you put on this wedding, and you uh, let my father get killed. This is your fault. You need to solve this murder. Um, I'm not going to let you use my army anymore. Uh, my dad was wrong on that. Now that he's dead, I'm king, and you need to solve his murder. Um, I'm going to come back in 12 weeks for this trial. You gather things. So, in the meantime, you have to both try to find information for this trial, um, but then also gain allies, because if the Rodovians come, you know, if this trial doesn't go well, if Ivo won't back you, the Rodovians would just, like, wreck you in battle. So you've got to uh, come up with alliances and gather evidence. So that's what you do here. A lot of it is your sort of standard week-to-week -week stuff, right, of, you know, someone from a nearby village tells you a thing, but then also each week you can invite a lord, have some conversations with them that will get you potentially more evidence, or you can say, hey, I'd like to team up with you, and they'd give you their terms for, okay, I will if you do this like um one of the lords um apparently wants to collect paintings and so you're like oh okay cool i mean he's like yeah if you give me this like nice painting in your um castle then i will um then i will team up with you and then later another lord says hey i don't know if you know about the uh lord collecting art but you shouldn't give him art he just burns it um, because he thinks he's the greatest artist, so if he destroys all the other good art, his art will be the best sort of thing. Um, and so you could, like, choose to navigate that by being like, oh, art guy, I'm gonna catch you, um, in this and stop you. Or you could be like, whatever, I'm just gonna give you my art, because I don't, I need your men more than I need this art. Um, <laughs> so they give you a lot of debates like that, um, as, okay, I could team up with you, and this is what this means, or I could do something with someone else, and here's the kind of ramification there. So you can't, um, you know, gather all allies and have everyone like you. They don't really give you that option. Instead, you're having to be 
kind of mindful of how you'll make your alliances. Um, finally, at the trial, you can choose someone to blame in their punishment. So they, when I played, there were three people you could accuse. I think there was like a lord, a servant, and maybe someone else. And then you choose your punishment. Um, and you can choose to like kill someone or throw them in jail. Um, that kind of thing. So I think I, when I played, there was a guy who was a known liar. You like outed him. He said he was like a dragon slayer and it turned out he, uh, just made up stories and would just like kill like a small animal and just like be like, Oh, I killed the beast. And it's like, you know, it's deer antlers or something. And he's like, look at these claws as proof or something like that. So I ended up just blaming him because it wasn't really clear. I think because I blamed him though, I only threw him in jail. I didn't kill him. I was like, I'm not going to kill you because I can't prove it. Um, but Ivo like demanded that you blame someone basically. And he was like, okay, fine. You, you caught the person, you put them in jail. I will support you in your battle against the Rodovians. So, um, I go to have the battle against the Rodovians and in the battle, um, you kind of navigate it. Like you've got your archers, you have your reserve army and you can kind of see a counter of like, they have this many people, you have this many and it kind of goes back and forth of how many people you have alive. Um, but then you're supposed to blow the horn and Ivo will come and you blow the horn and he doesn't come and he doesn't come and he doesn't come. I have a left you there hoping that this army would just destroy you. Um, but in the battle, you end up managing to win. All your soldiers are like fighting in a valley pretty much and all of theirs and an avalanche comes down and just wipes everyone out. Um, so all the Rodovians get killed and you're left with like an army of like 20 people. Like you just make it out <laughs> kind of thing. Um, at this point for me in my first playthrough, um, I'd spent like all of my resources to get here. Like I'd made all the alliances I could. I spent all my money like preparing for this battle because I was like, well, we need to win this battle and then we'll make it. Um, but shortly after this, um, I ran out of food and the people rebelled against me and killed me. <laughs> so uh, that was game over. Um, I didn't get past that. So um, I was like, okay, I learned a bit from this first one. I think I understand my resource management a little better. So I went in uh, take two, played again. And when I played the second time, I went in not trusting Ivo, right? He stood me up at the battle and I was like, I don't think he's going to help me no matter what. Um, it seems like his attitude was fuck you. So I was like, all right, well, I can't win him over. So I'm just going to resolve this myself. So what I did instead was I made a ton of alliances. I made all the ones I could. The first time around, I made a couple alliances, but um, I had been trusting in Ivo. So I was like, okay, if I have like one or two alliances and then Ivo, we'll totally win. This time instead, I counted on no Ivo the whole time uh, and I made a ton of alliances. The same thing happens. Tallies gets poisoned, all of that. Um, you can't really avoid that. So that happens. I made a bunch of alliances. Um, all the soldiers die in the Rodovian battle again. Ivo stands us up. Uh, this time, when I did it, I wouldn't play... I wouldn't, um... 
blame anyone. And so my top advisor said it was him uh, so that he'd get killed to hopefully make Ivo like us. Uh, which, you know, gave a good slant on that since I knew Ivo was bad. Um, but to see that, because Ivo was like, I need blood. And so my top advisor was like, it was me. I was the one who did the poisoning. And I'm like, no, it wasn't. And he's like, it was me. I did the poisoning uh, kind of thing. So he took one for the team in hopes of Davrin succeeding. Um, but uh, we get stood up in battle. A bunch of the Lord's people die. Um, but something that goes with the alliances is they will give you soldiers, but they'll also potentially give you gold or wheat. Uh, so your resources get bigger. And so then, uh, after the battle uh, with the Rodovians, we win, same thing, Avalanche, survive. Um, but it's become clear, right? Okay, we have to do a battle with Ivo now. Um, and he's got a giant army, and mine just got wiped out. Um, and so in a spot where it's just fortifying and stockpiling. Um, and so here, I really went all out trying to get uh, the like villages around me to be in favor of me and getting a lot of resources. So I was sending my general out everywhere. Uh, you get a witch and a hunter also before this battle. Um, and sending them out. So you have people going everywhere. I was spending my money really wisely. Since I knew the wedding with Ivo was going to go badly before that, I didn't spend any money on the wedding. I just kept it all. Um, so, you know, things like that with that, like, foresight. Um, so just fortifying and stockpiling. There ends up being a time where uh, Lorsula is sending us letters and it's just like, Ivo's getting real bad. Uh, these different things. And then you find out that Ivo killed her for being a witch and is like declaring that all um, all witches need killed and you know stuff like that. So one of your daughters has died. Uh, a little while later, um, your wife gives birth to another daughter and you're you know just continually stockpiling. this is this is really what it's been. I think that you're in a spot where it's like, 16 weeks until the siege and so i'm just spending time trying to fortify stockpile so you can do things like make your castle better like um reinforce the gate or dig a moat um you also have a food thing where you can just store food up for the siege and so i was really doing that too and really leveled up pretty well here i think that the castle was set up um uh as Asalia, your uh, middle daughter, she's developed a friendship along the way with a girl named Maya, who turns out to be one of the Rodovians, um, and they become friends, and then a little later, uh, you find out that they're uh, dating, and that they love each other, and so there's a spot where she says, I want to leave with Maya, I don't want to be here anymore, uh, let me pursue this, uh, or... Uh, yeah, let me pursue this. And then for me, I was like, yeah, go do it. Um, my, my thought was if there's a siege coming, like it would be better to let you do what you want. You don't have to be here for this. Like might as well. Uh, and, you know, for, for love and all of that, if that's what you want to pursue, like and have adventures together, I think that's cool. Um, I really saw her as being like a big thing that has come up through this this whole time too has been a like, 
uh, you need a son to be able to be your heir kind of thing. And in my mind, the whole time I was like, Asalia could do it. Um, so I kind of wondered if sending her away, like she could get more like warrior type experience because her and Maya would like sword fight in the garden and like things like that. So I kind of figured maybe she could get there. Maybe she could do it. Um, but so I let her leave. Uh, you finally get to a spot where the castle is getting sieged. The army's out there. They're attacking. Uh, you're fighting back. There is an awful time where the Ivo's army manages to release like vicious dogs into your castle. And Sadani gets killed by uh, the dogs. I was pissed about that. She was my favorite. Um, I had a hunter before that who... Uh, had gotten killed in battle I like sent him to make a trap like a day or two a week or two earlier in the siege and I guess if he was alive he could have killed the dogs but he like did something to stop the attack and died in that so unfortunately Stani's killed awful um you managed to keep fighting um and ultimately your defenses hold and you defeat Ivo's army and get Ivo before you you question him about everything, and what you find out is that he accidentally poisoned his dad. So at the wedding, he'd put together uh, the poison, but it was supposed to be the cup that went to you, because if you died, then he'd automatically be king of Davrin. Um, but because it killed dad, instead he, you know, up the line, he was like, oh, I could be king of your small kingdom, and then someday I could be the king of my dad's kingdom. But because he accidentally killed his dad, um, he became king of the big kingdom. And then I execute Ivo for that, um, for what he's done. And so our game ends, and I would say fairly bleak. Uh, two of your daughters, Larsala and Sidani, both killed uh, by Ivo in the siege. Your castle is attacked pretty severely. A lot of your people die. A lot of your soldiers die. It's not a good scene. Um, you are almost out of resources by the time the siege is over because I, I basically like put everything into making it through the siege. So the kingdom is basically poor after that. Um, Asalia, when she leaves with Maya, the epilogue says you never saw her again, but you both always like thought good of each other. So her and Maya kept doing adventures, which is cool. They probably have the best ending of anyone. And then uh, your daughter's born, so um, it's Eric, uh, his wife, and a baby daughter. Restarting with a pretty, like, beat-up kingdom. That's sort of where the game ends. I guess if you do some... Maybe it's trust the Rodovians with magic, something like that. There could be a way to try to have a son instead of a daughter. Like, maybe the magic would help that. I don't know. There's something with that, but... That's where you end. <laughs> so that was my second playthrough. So now moving on to uh, general thoughts. I think something, as I mentioned with two playthroughs, something I really liked was this game was really easy to start back over and it moves really quickly. Um, with the weak, long increments, all of that, it moves quick. Um, and it's, it's really great to play even in short spans. Um, I played, as I mentioned, on a plane, and then I played a lot on my lunch breaks at work. Uh, it totally worked great for that. It could be like, okay, cool, I'm going to play two weeks of time and, you know, be done or, you know, that kind of thing. So it, it has a lot of natural stopping points, really easy. 
in that way. Um, and it was fun to go back with that knowledge, right? Because I knew the different things that would happen. I could act more shrewdly or whatever with the choices in front of me. So I thought that was cool to sort of have some of that knowledge and figure out um, what it would be like. I think with that, I would be into more of this game or something like it. Like this sort of um, Game of Thronesy type of sim, uh, being a king, you know, all that stuff. It's cool. It's pretty fun. I liked the balancing of things. Um, you know, like there were times where it was like, oh, I don't have any gold, but I have a lot of wheat or the opposite. And just trying to do a good job of balancing what people need, but then the kingdom treasury doing well and, you know, all of that stuff. So, um, yeah, definitely more into sim games. Uh, I like it. Definitely enjoyable. Um, I wonder if there's a game dev story that is a like knight equivalent, something like that. Uh, I could see that and I bet it would be fun. Um, I'll have to look into that. One thing about the game I was a little less into was I wish there was a little more choice or variety in what happened. Um, but at the same time, I do understand there are limits uh, to what you can do. So like, for instance, I thought it was a little bit of a bummer that Talis always had to die. Ivo always had to take over and he was always going to betray you. Like, I wish that there could have been some variance if you had done certain things well enough. Like, what if you put on the best absolute wedding? Well, then maybe Ivo believes you and will be with you either way. And, you know, a different siege happens or, you know, something like that. I think that there could be cool things uh, that I would have liked for the variety there. I think the biggest argument or like I understand the limits of these things like, you know, Telltale games. Uh, you can't build endless options for things like there's you, you can't. And I, I'm fine with that in Telltale games. I'm fine with that in general. Fine with it here. I just would wonder if maybe the limits would be a little less because the game is 8-bitty, you know, like it doesn't, um, it, it's not like building, uh, you know, branching paths and something like Detroit Become Human where no one will see these scenes, you know, kind of thing and why you would want to save those costs. This one, since it's, um, not as tech intensive, I would wonder if you'd have a little more variety. So I, I would like that, but I, again, I'm not a game dev, so I don't know. Maybe it is just as hard here and just as expensive or time consuming. So, but I wish there was a little more variance. I think that would have been cool to be able to have some things change along the way. There were things that did change and you could, you could affect those things, but, um, I wish that there was a little more, uh, kind of final thing on here. This isn't really a thought, but, um, our friends, uh, the pre-order bonus, they've got an actual, they've got an episode on this game as well. So if you want more of Yesterday's Grace, I would go check out their episode. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm definitely really interested to hear what they thought of the game and kind of how they broke it down on their episode. So check that out if you want more. Uh, all right, last, moving on to a little bit of listener feedback. Uh, first up, we've got Ross on Twitter who says, It's amazing. I played through the whole game two or three times in uh, in a row, which I almost never do. Brilliantly written story full of deeply endearing characters and genuinely difficult decisions that the game forces the players to make. Love this game. Yeah, that's great. I, I felt the same way going back and playing again. I'm not someone who plays games multiple times either. I'm a, I'm a pretty straightforward one and done kind of person typically. So to 
do that here is is good and i think again like they said with the characters i thought they did a really great job as well uh especially for being 8-bit characters that aren't voice acted like <laughs> the things that could make you grow fond of them uh aren't there but you still do so i think again well done by them there um and i think the decisions were hard trying to manage things was tough because there'd be someone who would be like my son's lost in the woods and your option is like send your general after him for three weeks or give them 20 gold and you're like i don't really want to do either of those um but i don't want to like leave your son out there and so having to be like sorry i can't i can't afford that um <laughs> sucks that feels bad uh so i agree well done there uh justin on twitter said it was the perfect it was perfect for game pass i enjoyed the handful of hours i played fun idea for a game yeah i think this is probably pretty great for game pass um because if this is the kind uh, it can let someone try this style of game if they've never played it to find out, oh, am I into games like this? And um, I don't know, just giving access to more people. I bet people who uh, wouldn't have played this did because it was on Game Pass. So I agree. Awesome that it was on there. Glad Justin got to enjoy it. Uh, next, we got Meagle on Twitter who said, I started it and I enjoyed it, but then other games came out and I really need to get back to it. Yeah, totally. I, I could see that for sure of... If you were playing this kind of on the side, but then some big releases came out, I could see setting this aside um, and needing to get back to it. But hopefully they do and can get back into it easily. And uh, lastly, pre-order bonus themselves wrote in and they said, a big fan, I constantly think about how much depth this game has. Perfect length for the experience too. I agree. Definitely the right length. Uh, I didn't feel like it dragged at all on the first or second time playing. Um, on the second time playing, I was able to beeline it because I could ignore some things that I didn't want to do, but um, I thought this was a great length. It didn't feel too long. Uh, it didn't feel too into the minutia either. I think that's something that a resource game could um, have as a pitfall is sometimes they get too granular and you're like, chill, I don't want to do all that. Uh, this does a good job of letting you uh, enjoy it for what it is and where it is, but then have like the depth and all of that. So I agree. Um enjoyed that as well all right so that is all my thoughts on yes your grace if you've played this um and you've got thoughts i'd love to hear them uh you can talk to us on twitter at story everpod our website's the greatest story ever played.com uh there have a full backlog of all the episodes we've done um i mentioned game dev story earlier i did do an episode on that um i don't know if there are any other simming type games i did Oh, I did one on a football game before, too. Um, that's probably about it. <laughs> Otherwise, I don't think there are a lot of other Sims, Sim-type games on here. But I think this one had a good Sim plus story more than any other Sim-type game I've played. So I think it was quality mesh for sure. Um, but yeah, check that out if you want to listen to more episodes. If you'd like to support the podcast financially, you can at patreon.com slash played. For as little as a dollar per month, that will get you access to monthly bonus episodes we do. So uh, we've done things like uh, the games that are in our backlog and like talking about those. Or our, uh, I talked about my favorite Netflix originals a little while ago. Things like that. So if that sounds like something you would want to uh, listen to, check that out. Um, if you'd like to support the podcast but can't financially, uh, rating us on Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcast could go a long way in just um, helping get more people together to enjoy these games together. I think that's something that 
it's really valuable with games is getting to share them with others. So uh, we'd appreciate you helping bring anyone into that. And uh, yeah, that is our episode and we will see you next time.